98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Kenny Hodgart. Tonight's headlines, President Xi Jinping urges leaders at the APEC summit in Bangkok to ensure peace and stability across the region. Chief Executive John Lee holds meetings at the summit with the leaders of Indonesia and Singapore. And Hong Kong reports more than 8,000 new COVID-19 infections for a second day. President Xi Jinping has urged leaders to uh, taking part in this year's APEC summit in Bangkok to ensure peace and stability across the region, stressing the need to maintain mutual respect, cooperation and consultation whenever issues come up. President Xi also revealed that Beijing is considering holding a third Belt and Road Forum for international cooperation next year, which would be the first such event since 2019. Priscilla Ung reports. Leaders of the 21-member Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Forum began their annual summit meeting in Bangkok amid a backdrop of major global challenges. In his opening remarks, Thai Prime Minister Prayuth Chanocha said the region is still reeling from the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic and that the situation has become even worse because of climate change. We need to help each other to alleviate this and protect our world. We cannot live our lives in the old way. President Xi Jinping also called for action on the environment, urging APEC members to strive for green and low-carbon development to keep the Asia-Pacific beautiful and clean. He also urged his fellow leaders to uphold international fairness and justice and build an Asia-Pacific of peace and stability. He stressed that mutual respect, solidarity, cooperation and consultation among all parties are crucial whenever issues arise. President Xi said the Asia-Pacific family must look after one another like passengers in the same boat, while ensuring that the fruits of development are shared among all people as APEC promotes prosperity for all in the Asia-Pacific. The president also said China would consider the third Belt and Road Forum for International Cooperation next year, which would be the first staging of the event since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. Belt and Road is President Xi's signature infrastructure investment initiative, and previous editions of the forum in 2017 and 2019 drew leaders and officials from dozens of countries. Chief Executive John Lee, who's also in Thailand attending the APEC summit, has held bilateral meetings with the leaders of Indonesia and Singapore, aimed at boosting ties with those countries. Violet Wong filed this report from Bangkok. Mr. President, uh, first of all... In the meeting between the leaders of Hong Kong and Indonesia, John Lee told Joko Widodo that the SAR has enjoyed strong trade ties with the country. The CE says he's glad they met to further strengthen relations between the two sides. Mr. Lee also thanked the Indonesian president for supporting the SAR's bid to join the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, or RAUSEP, a free trade agreement among Asia-Pacific countries. I'm very glad that the relationship between Indonesia has ever been going up. And I also thank you, Mr. President, for supporting us in our application to join ASEAN. This is a very important agreement for Hong Kong, and we also think that Hong Kong has a lot to contribute to the overall success of ASEAN. Mr. Widodo, for his part, says Hong Kong's participation in ASEAN will boost economic growth in the region. 
Mr. Lee also met with the Singaporean Prime Minister Lee Hsien Loong. Writing on his social media, John Lee says Singapore is Hong Kong's largest trading partner amongst ASEAN countries, and called for more cooperation between the two sides. Mr. Lee added that he's urged Singaporean businesses to partner with Hong Kong to tap into the vast opportunities presented by the Greater Bay Area and Belt and Road Initiative. Commerce and Economic Development Chief Algernon Yao and other officials joined those talks. Health authorities here have reported 8,008 new COVID infections, of which 507 were imported. Eight more patients with COVID have passed away. And a look at the weather forecast: mainly cloudy overnight, but there will be sunny periods tomorrow. Temperatures in the region of 23 to 27 degrees. Moderate east to northeasterly winds, fresh offshore at first. It's currently 24 degrees Celsius, with relative humidity of 77 percent. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past eleven. The government says inbound tour group travellers holding an Amber Health code can now dine in at designated eateries. They can also undergo fewer PCR tests during their short stay. As Priscilla Ung reports, the tourism board said the easing of rules is expected to bring in short-haul travellers. In a statement, the government said licensed travel agents are required to submit applications to the Travel Industry Council in advance and undertake strict compliance with anti-epidemic measures. Restaurants receiving the inbound tour groups, meanwhile, also have to abide by a number of rules, including arranging private rooms or enclosed venues for the travelers and conducting thorough disinfection of the rooms before receiving other customers. Authorities also announced that inbound tour groups will only be required to undergo one nucleic acid test on the day of arrival if their stay in Hong Kong do not exceed four days. In response, the tourism board welcomed the easing of restrictions, saying it sends a positive message to tourists around the world. The board's chairman Pang Yukai said the new arrangement is expected to draw short-haul visitors to the SAR. He added that the board will continue to work with its trade partners to promote Hong Kong as an ideal travel destination. Lawmakers have overwhelmingly passed a motion of thanks on Chief Executive John Lee's maiden policy address following a three-day debate in the Legislative Council, but some members offered criticism and advice while debating topics such as the government's handling of the pandemic. Legislator Doreen Kong, representing the Election Committee, said that while Mr. Lee's administration has been relaxing COVID rules. Covid rules in a timely manner. It should review whether or not existing measures still match the actual situation faced by the people. She spoke through an interpreter. Some of the measures are outdated and should not be continued. These would actually be a huge obstacle for our development. I hope the government will review the current policies and measures to see whether they are really on par with the current need, and to be more forward-thinking. Medical and health services lawmaker David Lam has suggested there should be specific public service requirements for professions in the sector. He was referring to the government's proposal to mandate all health workers to work in the public sector for a certain period of time to address a medical manpower shortage. 
Dr Lamb said he had polled nearly 600 medical sector staff on the proposal and that around 40% of doctors and some 50% of nurses supported it. He added that the survey also showed medical professionals do see reasons to work in the public sector. So they have the ability to take care of serious illnesses, to take care of the general public, the opportunity to get training and to train new generation of people. So those are things that keep people working in the hospital authority. The Caritas Medical Centre says it has made a report to the police in relation to allegations of patients being treated inappropriately by two of its staff. In a statement, it said it had earlier received a complaint alleging that two patients had been maltreated while under the hospital's care. Without providing further details, it described the allegations as serious, adding that it had conducted a preliminary review and reported the matter to the hospital authority head office as well as the police. It said the two staff members involved had been suspended from, uh, from clinical duties. Former RTHK producer Bao Choi has been allowed to take her unlawful car search case to Hong Kong's top court. The appeal court granted her leave to appeal, acknowledging that the case involved a reasonably arguable point of law that's of great and general importance. Nearly two weeks ago, it upheld a lower court's conviction that Ms Choi made false statements when accessing the government's vehicle registration database. She did so while probing the Yun Long mob attack in 2019. Ms Choi said she's trying to be calm about the case. When I decide to take the case, to appeal against the judgment last year, I have already prepared that I may have the chance to go to the court of final appeal. So I, I didn't really like have a lot of bothers or worries about the consequence, whether I will win or lose the case. I guess what I'm doing is just like trying to continue to pursue justice. And I understand that I'm not doing that by myself. The Hong Kong Toilet Association says the overall hygiene of public washrooms has definitely improved after re refurbishment efforts. The group has listed the best three public toilets as being those at The Peak, Stanley and Rumsey Street in Central, which have been renovated over the past two years. Yet former chairman Alex Choi, who graded the washrooms, says good management is more important than upgrading the hardware. There are two in some triple. Both are newly renovated. One is properly managed, which is still in a very good condition. The other is actually, it is is quite bad. I mean, usually typically in the bad condition, usually it's bad smell, because they don't really the the, the flushing is not kind of complete. They don't flush, and then there's no people there to help them to flush toilets, so that create a bad smell, bad floor. All these are kind of commonplace, and then litter all over the places. Even if the hardware. If you do not manage, if these things happen all the time, it still is very bad. Twitter has told its workers that all the firm's offices will be closed until Monday. Its new owner, Elon Musk, has already sacked almost half the workforce and issued the rest with an ultimatum. The BBC's James Clayton reports. Elon Musk didn't mince his words when he messaged staff earlier this week. He said he wanted them to commit to new hardcore working conditions with long hours and gave them a 5pm deadline on Thursday to agree. Many employees decided to quit instead. One staff member who left told the BBC that they didn't want to work for someone who threatened them over email again and again. In an internal message seen by the BBC, Twitter has now closed its offices until next week. It isn't entirely clear why. But with so few staff working at Twitter, there are worries that it doesn't have enough engineers to keep the platform up and running. 
The UN Climate Summit in Egypt has been extended by an extra day as talks remain gridlocked over compensation for poorer countries being ravaged by the changing climate. The Egyptian president of the summit, Sami Shukri, said he was concerned at the number of outstanding issues to be resolved. While work has advanced at both the technical and political levels, we are not where we need to be in order to close this conference with tangible and ro robust outcomes. I urge parties to work together to resolve the outstanding issues in the open agenda items as swiftly as possible, as the resolution of these issues will feed into finalization of the cover decisions. A proposal by the European Union for a special fund for the most vulnerable nations is being considered. The EU Climate Commissioner Franz Timmermans described the offer as far-reaching. To sport and football and the much-anticipated World Cup is about to kick off in Qatar with details. Here's the BBC's John Bennett. The World Cup gets underway this weekend with the host Qatar taking on Ecuador in the opening match. It'll be Qatar's World Cup debut, but they are Asian champions and they've prepared for this moment with as many competitive games as they could. The national team entered the Copa America and the Gold Cup as guests. They even entered a group in the European section of World Cup qualifying. Brazil and Argentina look like the favourites to win the trophy next month. Both are in fantastic form. Brazil finished top of South American qualifying, conceding just five goals in 17 games. Argentina, inspired of course by Lionel Messi, are unbeaten in 36 matches and they beat Brazil in the Copa America final. As for the European Challenge, several of the big names have had some concerning results going into the World Cup, such as England, Germany and defending champions France but they're all expected to be contenders. The form team from Europe is the Netherlands. Meanwhile, Senegal were expected to be the African team with the best chance of going far, but their star man Sadio Mane is out with a knee injury. Ghana, though, enter the tournament in confidence after a 2-0 win over Switzerland. FIFA says alcoholic beer sales will be banned at stadiums during the World Cup. Football's world governing body said the decision, which also covers the sale of other alcoholic drinks, has been made after discussions with the host nation. The BBC's Alex Capstick reports. The sale of alcohol around the stadiums had been agreed months ago, but a late intervention from senior members of the Qatar royal family has forced the late change. The American brewery Budweiser is a major sponsor of FIFA and the about turn contravenes a multi-million dollar agreement to sell their products at all venues. In a tweet, Budweiser simply said, well, this is awkward. Beer will still be available at fan zones and foreign visitors can drink at bars and restaurants in selected top-end hotels. The news will disappoint many ticket holders who'd been promised that beer would be available outside the grounds. Quick reminder of our top stories. President Xi urges leaders at the APEC summit to ensure peace and stability. Chief Executive John Lee holds meetings at the summit with the leaders of Indonesia and Singapore. And Hong Kong reports more than 8,000 new COVID-19 infections for a second day. The news from RTHK. <laughs> It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time 
here we are in the dying embers of Friday night. Thanks ever so much for tuning in to Twilight Time with me, Peter King, through till midnight, featuring music from a bygone era, something to just kick back and relax with. If you'd like a song, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. With the first one for you, a good old hit from the past, featuring none other than the Ink Spots. I never cared much for moonlit skies I never winked back at fireflies But now that the stars are in your eyes I'm beginning to see the light I never went in for afterglow Or candlelight on the mistletoe But now when you turn the lamp down low beginning to see the light used to ramble through the park shadow boxing in the dark then you came and caused a spark that's a four alarm fire now I never made love by lantern shine I never saw rainbows in my wine But now that your lips are burning mine I'm beginning to see the light I never cared much for moonlit skies I never winked back at fireflies But now that the stars are in your eyes I'm beginning to see the light I never went in for afterglow Or candlelight on the mistletoe But now when you turn the lamp down low I'm beginning to see the light Used to ramble through the park Shadow boxing in the dark Then you came and caused a spark That's a four alarm fire now I never made love by lantern shine I never saw rainbows in my wine But now that your lips are burning mine I'm beginning to see the light fall Beginning to see the light fall Beginning to see the light Now that your lips there you're burning on mine I'm beginning to see the light 